Hi, Fabrizia. Long time to see. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm uh, here in my home. Not much to do these days due to this uh, virus thing that is going around. So no cinemas, no theaters, no sports events, uh, no gatherings of people. There's nothing, not much to do. So I said, maybe I'll call Fabrizia and have a chat. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's not so crazy here as it is in Italy, but it's quite crazy. Can you can you get together with friends and have dinners at least? That's yes, as, lo- as long as we stay one meter away from each other. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we're breaking the law. <laughs> I don't believe in that anyway. <laughs> For Italians, that's difficult. <laughs> that's impossible. <laughs> uh, anyway, I didn't want to talk about the virus because I, I imagine that people who are listening to this have fed up with fed the up with it. Okay, <laughs> don't talk about this. Maybe, maybe we'll talk. We'll do an episode about how to react. To, to the virus with, with photography. But today I, I wanted to talk to you about another thing because it was, uh, of course, even though we haven't been speaking for uh, for some time, I keep following you. So I saw you posting on, on social media about this eyewitness thing. So do you want to, to tell us what, what what is eyewitness? What's the... The eyewitness thing is a thing. <laughs> the eyewitness is... Um is a movement. So it's a a not-for-profit organization that, um, well, it's based on on two things. I've been thinking about this for at least three years. And um, we've been talking about this for a long time, and many photographers have started different uh, movements and different things over the years about uh, trying to bring uh, print back into photography mm-hmm. and uh, how to you know try to help our clients understand the value of a print and how important it is to print photos because otherwise they tend to get lost and damaged and you know files are very very vulnerable and um, yeah so there's been quite a lot um, of uh, action on the part of photographers and of the biggest photographers in our industry over the past few years uh, to create, um, you know, conversations about about printing, about printing photos. Um, the problem with that, though, so far, it's been that um, these conversations really stay within the industry. They don't go out. Um, we all talk about it, and that's very good because especially new photographers who started off with digital, they are not used to printing, maybe. And so they don't see, you know, a lot of photographers, new photographers may have some difficulties getting into the mindset that prints are important. And so these things, these conversations and these movements within the industry have been really important uh, to you know educate photographers first of all about it, but they have not been um, really heard of outside of our industry. So we uh, really needed to tackle it some other way because the problem is not so much that um, or it's not just that you know as far as we're concerned we're, we're producing photos and then, 
you know, our clients just want digitals and then they will lose them one day and things get deleted and those photos are lost. But there is a a much deeper and much more important, much ur- more urgent reason why we should be printing photos. And that is because our brain only remembers things in three ways. And um, one is through high emotional connection, like, uh, you know, a big joy or, or a big trauma. Uh, we remember those moments, definitely. Uh, we remember our version of them, but we, we, you know, we can recall them. They have an impact on our lives and we remember them. Uh, the other way is through repetitiveness over a long period of time. So, you know, the way you went to school and where you went to buy your snacks or something you did with your grandma all the time, you know, things that you did over and over again for a long time when you were a child and you remember those details. And the other way is through photos and specifically through printed photos that you can see, obviously through photos of any kind, but the problem is the ones that you haven't printed, you're not very likely to go back and look at over and over again. And so when one of these anchors isn't available, your memory will just fade away and you will forget it. And it gets archived, it gets deleted from your consciousness anyway. So the... The big problem is, um, well, this is a problem for everyone because obviously forgetting part of our life is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the worst thing right now is that there is a whole generation of, of young people, uh, every child born in this century, basically is, is very likely to have huge gaps in their memory because if their parents don't print photos, they have zero idea of their of their lives and who they were when they were children. And this really plays into a person's identity, a sense of identity. If you have never seen yourself, you don't know yourself uh, from a time when you have, you know, you can't remember yourself. I don't know if this is very clear. <laughs> no, it is. It is. You, you have a picture of yourself when you're two or three or four or when you first went to school or something. You kind of, those, those uh, photos keep the memory of that moment alive in your brain because ever since you had that picture taken, you have looked at it time and time again. And even if you don't remember exactly that moment, but those memories are the ones that are still alive in your in your head and you can remember that day you can remember that party you can remember that christmas or you know some things about it if you don't have that these memories just don't stay they don't stay they go away and so we have a a generation of kids with you know some of them effectively with the equivalent of alzheimer and this never happened before not since photography was invented. So we don't really know what it means to be in a world where, you know, the the amount of images produced every day is in the trillions, and yet a person may have nothing about their lives to remember their lives by. So, yeah, (laughs) That's that's the reason behind it. I'll just play a little bit the devil's advocate here. Because I just had this uh, this experience a uh, few weeks ago, 
we we were with my um, wife's sister family, and they have a, they have a daughter. I have a daughter, and her cousin is just one year older. And they basically they they grew up together. They were together many many times. Uh, uh, they they grew as sisters basically, and my my sister-in-law she brought out some VHS tapes that she recorded when the, the two kids were growing up. So we spent a few hours watching those tapes and recovering those memories, right? So even without the prints, we, we do have some prints of those times, but we also have those VHS tapes. Yeah, well, you know, we have VHS tapes and I have some Sony Beta tapes. And unfortunately, I don't have players for them no. anymore. And our VHS tapes have been severely damaged. Uh, you know, VHS is a silver whatever tape. I'm not, it's not technical, but it's like... Magnetic, <laughs> you, yes. You know? Yeah, and so when all of those little particles get out of whack because of any sort of, you know, um, circumstance they will deteriorate and those tapes are eventually if you don't if you don't translate them onto a dvd or something those things are going to disappear and um and dvds um who's got a dvd player now you know so mm -hmm. you actually have to buy one external because your computers don't read it anymore so yeah okay we're still able to read dvds but 50 years from now 30 years from now no, I, I, do, I have a DVD player, which I don't think it works very well anymore. But most of all, uh, everything that is on those DVD, recordable DVDs that we recorded years ago, most of them cannot be read anymore. I mean, the VHS tapes in this case are proven to be uh, well, <laughs> more yeah. longevity than the VHS. But they, they, of course, they're not eternal, right? And no, they're not eternal. Unless you, you keep... <laughs> Replicate, duplicating them over and over, which nobody does. The same, of course, you know, video, um, of course, videos also jog our memories a lot. It's stories, you know, that I'm not, I'm not talking about that's not good. But for, with video, you need a device to watch it. Yeah. You need electricity. <laughs> you need a device. You need whatever it is that's necessary to open up. And the same with files. And they are all success subs is that word i can't say <laughs> they are all uh, easy yeah, acceptable yeah um they're all easily uh, damaged and corrupted and uh, you know just, just lost yeah lost so yeah now we have uh, icloud and we can back everything up and this and that and the other yet people still the other day a friend of mine was here and she had uh, totally lost all of her iPhoto photos and they, they she hadn't set it to back up automatically so she lost them you know she, everything on her phone was gone so um, it's it's just too easy this happens very easily and the, so the point is this um, we can talk about this till we're blowing the face and as photographers we know it but this is a, a, a valid argument to bring into mainstream media, and this is the point of eyewitness. We want to um, equip photographers to
to actually take this conversation out of our job and just bring it to their local news and newspapers or radio station or TV station and talk about it. Because it's not about having people come to us to print photos, but to print their photos on anything, anyway, online, get into their phones, pick out the best hundred photos from last year and get them printed for their children or for themselves, obviously. So this is something that um, we, will, um, we will have uh, resources for photographers to download. Um, it's, uh, it's a non-profit organization. There'll be a, a membership type base. And so then you can have access to, you know, press releases, uh, things that are already letters, that are already written, and uh, ideas for creating an event, and um, things, th- things to use to bring this, this really important thing out into, you know, mainstream media locally. So if you have contacts with a journalist or somebody, you can contact them. If you don't, there'll be uh, instructions and trainings to do this. And also, if you're not familiar with printing, there'll be trainings for that. If you're not familiar with how to sell prints to your clients or how to, you know, talk about printing with your clients, there'll be trainings about that. So it's it's a whole two-way thing to empower photographers to print more and to empower photographers to go out and talk about it and talk about this really sort of climate change type tipping point because um, people really have to, uh, I think that, society on the whole there needs to be a shift in culture about printing and so when everybody out there realizes that prints are important and it's starting already because i see people who are uh, going out to print some things um but if, if everybody starts printing then it'll be better and easier for everyone how can you explain the value of prints to the the young generations that are digital natives well, the thing is, they you can't explain it. You have to do it. And young generations have parents, and that's uh, those are the people we're talking to. Parents of these millennials and uh, you know, uh, ex-gen kids, um, you know, they're in their forties or thirties and forties, and they grew up with photos. So they have photos of themselves when they were children. And so if they don't have photos of their children because they haven't printed them, they will immediately understand because, um, yeah. (laughs) It's just that I don't think anybody has talked about it in these terms before. And um, there are plenty of scientific studies which will also be uh, as we as we build the website, which is being built as we speak, <laughs> and um, the, the scientific studies, psychological studies about the value of photos and prints uh, around the house, and how you know children grow up with different um, with a different sense of identity about the nucleus of the family when they see themselves in a picture with their family. And uh, if they don't, they have a different um, sense of belonging to that family unit. And then that 
plays out a lot in teenage years, for instance. So that's also, there's some really interesting, um, like I said, psychological studies about it, as well as the studies about memory. And the fact actually that if you take a photo, say you go to an event and you're taking photos on your phone, the fact that you're taking the photos actually make you forget that event faster. It's just really crazy because in a way, uh, first of all, you're not totally engaged with the event. When you're taking a photo in that moment, you're just detaching yourself from it and taking a photo of it. And then your brain says, okay, I've recorded this in a picture, so I don't have to remember it. And that's also, you know, something that people are really not aware of. And it's, um, so those memories are going to fade even faster. And our kids take photos of everything, but very seldom do they go back and really look at them. Um, yeah, some some of them scroll back and find pictures of each other. You know, they do that. But go back a year, two years, three years, four years, that doesn't happen. I, I need to, to talk to my daughter about this. Um, she uh, She's not very much into photography, but when she takes photos, she uses a film camera. Yeah. She, she wanted to, I said, I don't want to, to shoot digital. Maybe sometimes, of course, she uses her phone. But when she uses a camera, she has a couple of uh, vintage film cameras that he, she uses once in a while. Um, so she has negatives, right? Yeah. But she never prints them. I, I think it's a step in the right direction because those negatives will not be digitally dissolved in the cloud and go away unless the basement gets flooded or the house burns down. The, those those negatives will still be there and will still be able to be printed, but maybe I should talk her into printing. She develops negatives without having even proof prints? Uh, no, she, uh, she doesn't develop negatives. Actually, I started developing negatives at home recently. Well, then print them. <laughs> so I started developing her negatives just to, just in order to save money, not to go to a lab, which costs more. I have all the equipment in the in the house. I can develop her negatives as well. But we yeah we need to to print more. So yeah. I need to, to find a way. To I can't print. imagine developing negatives and not being curious to see what's in there. Well, what, what she does is print. Be, be, uh, before I had the equipment at home, she would go to a lab. And the lab would scan their negatives, so she would get digital copies of the negatives and still keep the negatives, like for archival. But I have all the all the scans in a USB key, and then she would copy her to her laptop or phone. Um, but now we develop at home, and we have a scanner, so we can have digital digitize everything if we want. Uh, but still, yeah, yeah, I think we we could we should start printing some of those. Yes, and I think if this, if this um, movement, um, I, I know that because the photographers that I've talked to, uh, a lot of them said, "Oh yeah, I don't print enough. I don't print enough." I and don't print enough. <laughs> they started printing. My daughters have started printing. There's a lot of like free print things, you know. Which to start with, that is, you know, that's exactly what you need to do. It's we're not talking about the quality of the print here. Of course, then the the nice photos and the ones that you get done professionally should be printed on archival paper and whatever, whatever. But um, you don't have to print every image in fine art, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, but 
if the world starts printing again, then it will also be, you know, the whole of photographers need need to print. A photo to me doesn't exist if it's not printed. So I I always print for my clients, and you know, I'm I'm not. I I always explain why, and they understand, and then. Once they have them, they understand it. And I think it's the same. You said, you know, what you say to kids now that don't, you know, they have their phones that they grew up without prints. Their parents, uh, once they do them, once they start printing them, they will understand. You've got to do it to understand it. And if you don't have experience of just going through an album or a box of prints, it doesn't have to be a fancy thing. Just just the, the story of your life. And the way to remember, and this came about, um, like I said, I've been talking about it for a couple of years, but uh, more than that, actually. But anyway, last summer when I moved from Austria to England, I was going through a box of photos with my daughter. We are just packing and we thought, oh, you know, let's sit down for a minute, look at some photos. And I found some photos of myself in my 20s with my mother in the mountains, and I had zero idea what those were about. It was such a weird feeling. It was like looking at someone else. You know, I, I thought, is this me? Because I don't remember any of it. And then as I was looking at, you know, there were like 10, 12 photos in a little packet, you know, one of those that we used to get. And I was looking at those. And he, you know in Harry Potter when you get that memory out of your head, you know, like with the, with the magic wand, it's like kind of – pulls it out. It was that feeling of some vague memory coming from the back of my brain and being pulled out again. And I remember that we went on a holiday for two weeks, two weeks, not a day trip, two weeks. And I completely forgotten all about it until I found the photos again. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I hadn't found them, I would have zero, rec- you know, this would be a part of my life I'd forgotten. And so, and also if you talk to, you know, people who have Alzheimer, um, the carers, I was speaking to a couple of carers of, of these homes where with their patients, you know, Alzheimer patients tend to have crises and sometimes they get very upset and violent and it takes days to calm them down. And the only way to do that is for them to go through photos of their lives. Every time a patient comes into a home, they ask the family to bring albums of photos of their own lives to remember, you know, to ground them again into their own lives. It's the only thing that works. And um, the power of photos of our own lives is really, really much bigger than people think. So this is something worth talking about, and it's worth talking about outside of our industry. This is not just for photographers. This is for everybody. So we are collecting stories, and everybody can send in a story, and it will be published with their picture. <laughs> and so if they go on the website... Um, what, what's the website? The website is i-witness.org, okay. and it will be presented... Uh, at the photography show, all being well, next week in Birmingham on the on the sixteenth of March, and if anybody's coming there, they're welcome to come and meet us and talk to us. And we'll be in the Graphic Studio Lounge as well for the full of the four days. 
And uh, that's when it starts. We have uh, a lot of photographers uh, on board, some of the most important wedding and portrait photographers in the industry. And uh, so I'm really, really excited to be working with them. And yes, I can't wait for this to just go out and get viral. <laughs> um, I was looking at the website uh, some time ago and I, I saw your story on the website, right? That's uh, the testimony section where you also yeah. have uh, tell the story of um, how you took that photo of your daughter. You want to tell that story to, to our listeners? Of course, we'll send them to the to the website. There no, are many other stories. I think they stories. should go and read it because I... Okay. I think everybody should go and, and read the stories, not just mine, but the stories of the other photographers um, that are taking part. Um, no spoilers. <laughs> because, yeah, we don't. No, but also because um, I'd like them to read them and be inspired to send in their own story. So um, some of the stories are basically about a print. My story is more about the psychology behind taking photos and what she needed on that day, which is a very particular day, moment in our lives. Um, so there, there are always, you know, many, many aspects about the portrait photography is, uh, has a big psychological impact on people. So that's also part of the reason why we really think it's important to print and give these things to people. It changes lives. So, Yeah, go and read it and uh, read the other ones. There are some are still missing because, of course, these people are busy, busy, busy. <laughs> so, but um, they're all coming in. Bear in mind, um, we started this during the Christmas holidays. This is, you know, barely two months. So I think it's a miracle that we pulled it together so quickly. <laughs> so to, if you find some bits missing and some things not quite working... Be patient, come back in a week. <laughs> I, th I think there's, uh, there's already some pretty good stories over there, including yours. So I will, uh, I will not give any spoilers. As I said, invite everyone to go to i-witness.org. Check out the stories, read the manifesto, which explains again uh, yeah. pretty much everything you said now. But uh, you can print out the manifesto and then give it to people <laughs> instead of... I, yeah, we should put a printable copy uh, download, actually. That's a good idea. I'll, I'll write that down, see if they can do it. We can download the manifesto. Absolutely. Yes. And, and again, I think for our photographer friends, this is going to be um, really interesting for them because, um, you know, all photographers who want to join us and help spread this m movement. Of course, if you go to a radio station and you bring this, just like I'm talking to you about it and they're hearing it, they can all go and talk about it and everybody else can hear it. And of course you're promoting eyewitness, but you're also promoting yourself in your area. People, it, it is a, a very good way to stand out And uh, be a, you know be an eyewitness photographer is um, hopefully <laughs> something that not only will bring you some visibility extra and also your clients when they come to you will already know uh, that you know you're part of this. And actually, I was really inspired by uh, you know the slow food movement in 
philosophy. Um, many people are not familiar with that, but um, in the 70s, when the supermarkets were really growing in Italy, a lot of small producers of, um, you know, really, really wonderful foods were going out of business because they couldn't compete with, you know, the industry that was growing and growing. And so the slow food movement was founded to protect these small producers. Um, they, they contacted uh, restaurants that became slow food restaurants so they would buy from small producers and local producers and safeguard the quality of these you know incredible products and uh, you know special kinds of fruit and veg that otherwise would have been extinct because in supermarkets you only have like three apples but we actually have like 3,000, yeah. So all that. It took them 40 years, obviously, without internet to become a really, really big, powerful movement. They saved Italian food and they expanded into France and Spain and some of it in England a little bit, but especially, of course, in Italy. So that is um, the kind of thing I was thinking of uh, about this because it just takes everybody working together and a lot of it's, it's like a network and it, that connects um, all of these photography businesses and non-photographers who are interested in uh, promoting this. And if everybody does one little thing, it's very, very simple to be all over the world very quickly right now. So what they did in 40 years, we can do in a lot less time. And it's exciting. We have photographers from Canada, Australia, the US, England, Italy. Uh, some of, uh, I'm sure that if our listeners go to the website, they will find someone that they know and they like and they follow. So <laughs> it'll be interesting to read their stories for you. And um, yeah, that, that's how it came about. And that's how I think it's going to go, hopefully. Great. I hope our listeners will want to share this with uh, with everyone they know. Uh, yeah, I'm convinced it's uh, it's really important. Prints are really important, not just for for the business, for the customers, whatever, but for our memories and our children's memories. Exactly, important. especially our children now, because they are in danger of losing their identity. Uh, because of not having any anything to remember themselves by. Yeah. So to bring this to, like, I repeat again, mainstream media is not as hard as we think it is, and we will provide the resources to photographers. They will have a, a membership area to download things that are just ready to go. Put your studio name in there or something. We are looking for volunteers translators and graphic designers and all sorts of people that are coming in to help so that these things will be available in multiple languages. And um, yeah, bit by bit, it's going to be very useful for everyone to work with. Good. So I'll repeat the website's address again, i-witness.org. And yeah, I would like to thank you for uh, uh, starting this initiative. Well, thank you. Best of luck to, to reach out to as many people as possible. Yes, and thank you because this is the first podcast about it. I'm excited. So yeah. I'll let you know how it went next week. <laughs> Good. We'll talk about the 
We'll talk after the the photography show. Hopefully, we'll record other episodes. We hope to be back online with a regular schedule here on the podcast at closingthegap.live. Yes, great. That's all all for this week. I'll uh, talk to you soon, hopefully. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye-bye.